Hello, everybody. Welcome back to JK Productions. Thank you for everybody listening to this on Spotify. After you're done listening to this, please go over to my YouTube channel and check out the videos I'll be posting from this episode today. Joining me somewhat weekly, it's appeared. Uh, Donovan, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Glad uh, to be here. Of course. You know, next Friday, we were talking before the show. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how we're going to do this. Me, you, and Joe in the booth. Uh, Joe said he's going to come. That's kind of tentative. Uh, like like we're talking about, you're kind of a uh, weekly guest at this point on Fridays, and so I'd love to have you over. But if me and you, Joe, that'd be interesting. I have no idea how we're going to do this. I have absolutely no idea. We'll figure it out. We're smart enough. Well, actually, maybe not. Um, <laughs> we're kind of smart enough. Uh, but today, we'll get into the Thursday night football matchup last night between the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, wasn't a barn burner by really any stretch it was it was better than i expected it to be it was yeah. it was okay but i do think there's there's a few interesting points that we could take away from that game you got the dolphins we got the bills this sunday we'll be there i know i'm nervous i'm sure you're nervous we're two and oh but Tua, you know two Tua, you know leading passer in the nfl to a tagovailoa yes sir what, what was what what a, what a brand keep calling him in his video <laughs> the other day uh, uh to a tongue of a victorious yeah uh, every slide is changing <laughs> oh, um, i love benjamin Bray. yeah he's the best so yeah talk about the preview for that talk about uh just our picks for for the whole of week three uh got some really good matchups coming into this week and then last week we, if we went to get into fantasy football we didn't do that our cha- our teams have changed a little bit have you made a deal since then i have actually yeah well I, you, I know you've made a couple and one of them um, at least been axed. <laughs> one of them was axed. Uh, one of them did go through. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit yes. later, though. Yes, we can. Uh, so a lot to talk about today. Hopefully, we can get through this. Uh, last week got cut a little bit short, but you know, all, it, it happens. But first, last night, Thursday night football, Browns defeat the Steelers in Cleveland. It was windy. It was cold. We saw how how badly the the kickers were doing. We saw missed extra point, missed field goal there. Uh, but the Browns take the victory there, 29-13. to 13. Jacoby Brissett, 17. whatever it was, my laptop's <laughs> reloading right now, so I don't get to see what the <laughs> score is. I kind of just had to guess that. Um, the Browns the Browns look to be the better team. Jacoby Brissett had himself a pretty good game. Nick Chubb, leading rusher in the NFL. Amari Cooper, his, for his first game wasn't that good, but weeks two, weeks three has looked pretty impressive yeah. there. Steelers, on the other hand, things are not looking good. No. Things are no. not looking good. The offense is, the offense is kind of in shambles. The, the, the fan base is split as to whether to go with Mitch Trubisky or go with Kenny Pickett. And it's just it, – things are looking very rough for the Steelers going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to add on to your point, I mean, they have that little thing going on between Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. However, like, Pickett could be the guy, but their play calling has just been abysmal with Mitch Trubisky. However, for all you fantasy owners out there who bought low on Amari Cooper after week one, almost congratulations. Did. I almost did. Too. I almost did. Yeah, I wish I did. I almost bought low on him after week two. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Tyrell's still kind of relatively selling low. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, and uh, Burnt Brisket out there didn't look too bad. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm still a Dolphin fan. I did not like him last year. Uh, yeah, uh, he didn't. He didn't. He, uh, you know, he did his job. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't careless with the ball. You're not getting athleticism out of Brissett. You're not getting flashy plays. But and I saw a tweet from Adam Beasley last night. Like maybe Flores was holding back both Tua and Brissett, which is yeah. crazy to think about. It that is crazy to think about. And uh, honestly, maybe. Uh, and you know, 
where has this David and Joku been? As you yeah. know, mo most of us here are, you know, from South Florida. We know that he went to the University of Miami. He was great there, but he has just been so mid in the NFL. And then he just has that crazy game. Like, where has that been his entire career? I think it was just all scheme because, like, a lot of them were – a lot of those passes were caught in the same area of the field. Like – He had a screen pass too. Yeah, he's athletic. Like, we know that if nothing else, he has that athleticism and can be a very good option for the Browns, mm -hmm. even though we haven't seen consistent. We've seen it in individual weeks, but we haven't seen it consistently out of him. Exactly. Uh, and the, the, the Browns' offense as a whole is not that good. No. So you have Amari Cooper out wide. I mean, the running back game is you know, arguably the best in the league. But the, the offense isn't good. You know, you look over the Steelers and their offense, their offense outside of Trubisky and the offensive line isn't that good as well. The offensive or the, the offense for the Steelers should be good if they had a good quarterback, which is something that I want to talk about. And those watching on YouTube will see by the, by the title. Defense does not win championships anymore. The Steelers really have been very defensive oriented for our entire lives and really mm -hmm. the history of their franchise. Like Ben Roethlisberger is a hall of famer and he had a very good career. Um, but towards the end of that, when he started to fall off a little bit, they did try to rely on the defense. And now in 2022, they have the most expensive defense in the league, but they're missing their best defense player in TJ Watt. And now things look very rough. The offense yeah. can't move the ball. The offense can't consistently pick up first downs. They can't get into the end zone. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, he has something. He's not actually a terrible quarterback, but there's a lot missing of his game. He misses a lot of throws. And the Steelers, for, like I said, as long as we've been alive, have been relying on defense. And what has that gotten them recently? It's defense, defense alone is not the way to go anymore. I mean – like you said, I mean, they had T.J. Watt for pretty much all last year. He was argu arguably supposed to be Defensive Player of the Year, and they still only went, what, 8-8-1? Eight, eight and one? Like, how do you still manage to only go 500 on a 17-game season? It's just it, – it's crazy to me. And that was with Big Ben, you know, being, like, awful his last year. But I haven't really seen anything to say Mitch is better this year so far. Like, we know Mitch can actually, you know, do something given he has taken the Bears of all teams to the playoffs before. Yeah. So, what is missing? I think it's Matt Canada's play calling. It is very traditional. It is like, oh, he does end around to Chase Claypool. Like, that's the that's the level of ingenious or creativeness that you're going to see out of Canada's mm -hmm. offense. What we saw last night, the Browns' defense – Two years ago, we thought the Browns had a top five defense. Now we're kind of looking at it. Last night, Miles Garrett was hardly in the game at all. I really like Denzel Ward, but their defense. Clowney was also out. Yeah, and Clowney was out. The Browns defense, for what we thought they were two years ago, has kind of underachieved and not been that good. But you look at the offensive skill positions that they have. They have the best running back core in the league, arguably. 100%. Amari Cooper, I'm still a big fan of Amari Cooper. Seven catches, it. 100 yards yesterday and a touchdown with Jacoby Brissett, who, as Dolphins fans, will never <laughs> you'll never see us arguing to defend Jacoby Brissett. The, the Browns have an offensive-minded head coach in Kevin Stefanski. The Steelers do not. Mike Tomlin, defensive head coach. The two philosophies, just on paper, are so vastly different, and – the Browns, with their backup quarterback, beat the Steelers yesterday pretty comfortably. The defense of the of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who is 
the best in the league, is unarguably is the most expensive defense in the league, mm-hmm. wasn't – I mean, they, 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 it's not that the Browns played extraordinarily, but if you're the best defense in the league and you're going against Jacoby Brissett, I expect a win. I expect I expect you to come out of there with a win if you're the self-proclaimed best defense in the league. If you're paying, if you're allocating so much money onto the defensive side of things, where are the results? And it just it, that as well as how the Steelers have, or not Steelers, how the Patriots have gone. Steelers or the Steelers and the Patriots, very similar mindsets. Uh, how they build an organization and they're respected in the NFL, but in today's NFL, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to be winning anytime. Any anytime soon. The, 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 look at that. Looking at the Patriots offense, it is horrific. It is horrible. The defense up until this year has been pretty good, and probably the defense is still good because Belichick just finds ways to replace guys on that team. None of these two teams are winning anything anytime soon. The Steelers haven't made a Super Bowl since 2010, lost that to the Packers. Last time they won a Super Bowl was back against the Arizona Cardinals. But that it's a different era from what it was back then. You can't win on defense. You have to have a quarterback that can do something a little bit special at the very least. You need offensive skill position players, which to be fair to them, they do. They just don't utilize them utilize them properly. So if you're a Steelers fan, yeah, a lot of them right now are crying for Kenny Pickett, but do you at all believe that Kenny Pickett is going to do much better with his team than what Mitch Frisky is able to do? I don't. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. Now, I do think Kenny Pickett – being that he was a rookie working with the rookies, he has a connection with George Pickens, who is probably their best receiver right now, and they aren't using him at all. He had, what, four catches yesterday, if that? I know he had, like, four point nine fantasy points. Yeah, that one flashy catch, yeah. but outside but, of that, he's done nothing this season. And you could tell he's extremely frustrated with not getting the ball. Uh, Chase Claypool, I mean, I he he just does not look good to me. He's He's not really getting open. Uh, and when he's throwing the ball, it's like he's half effort. Like he's he's not playing for the love of the game anymore. He's just playing the play to collect a paycheck. Deontay Johnson, that man plays with a passion, though. He has a different type of work ethic. Yeah. He gets open. He had a drop issue early in his career. He kind of – he did have a couple of drops yesterday. But, I mean, he, he still played really well, and they're just not getting him the ball either. So it's – why are you in an offensive scheme not getting your best players the ball? You have Najee. You're not really, you know, creating any runs for him. I mean, you have a bad offensive line, but it's not any worse than what the Bengals had last year, and they went to the Super Bowl. So uh, is that offensive line argument now, you know, toast? Their offensive line is not good. Now they looked – They've looked better than we have expected them to, but it's not its not a good offensive line. Like when they had Le'Veon Bell and they had a top three offensive line every single year, it was a little different because you could run the ball, you could get, hand him the ball 25 times a game, and because of his skill set, it worked. It wears down a defense. It wears down a defense, and also he was very he was excellent in the passing game. Like prime Le'Veon Bell when he was like 24 years old was – fantastic was he he was he was a one-man show and then obviously you know, Antonio brown and the rest yeah. of them showed up you know it's it's crazy to think that he's still in his 20s yeah it, the shelf life of running backs is it, beyond their first contract what, what's the worth and i i have a uh, bullet statement later in the uh in the segment to actually bring up about you know some certain running backs falling off mm-hmm. there's been oh, there's a few and, and speaking of running backs we haven't really talked about Najee harris who 
with his offensive line, he hasn't had any big plays. Like even back last year, he didn't have a lot of large runs. A lot of his success last year was in the passing game Mm -hmm. and he was averaging below five yards a carry. He had a few, he had a few very good receiving games, but Najee is not given an opportunity to succeed. Pickens is not given an opportunity to succeed. Deontay Johnson is the person they throw to the most. And I think he's earned that with his, like you said, his, his work ethic. Chase Claypool has done nothing to differentiate differentiate himself in this league. And then the play calling with, with, with Canada, I don't, I don't understand their philosophy. And you just talk to Steelers fans. Like you talk to Zach, Zach Lamb uh, that I work with. And he's optimistic. He's optimistic every year. But that's, for one, that's based off their history. And two, it's not high hopes of a potential Super Bowl. I don't think any Steelers fan will sit there and tell you that they could win the Super Bowl. I don't think. Not even in the next five years, to be quite honest. And not in the last. Not really in the last five years either. The last opportunity they got even close was they lost to the Jaguars in the divisional round in 2017. But even then, like that team, that was at that was the best that team could possibly be. That wasn't good enough. Big Ben was really declining. It was well, that was like Big Ben's last year of oh, Big Ben. Then it all started to fall off at that point. Yeah. But they decided to go with defense. They decided to pay TJ Watt, which absolutely you need to do. Pay Mingo Fitzpatrick, you need to do. But you need to do something with the offense. You need it. They need in order for a defensive team to work, you need a surefire quarterback. That's why Flores was so big on going out and getting Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady or somebody else. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because, you know, the an example I was actually going to use is that last year uh, with the Bills games, both Bills games, it was actually pretty close at halftime and even the second game. Uh, it was 10 to three going into the fourth quarter. That defense kept the Dolphins in those games. But when you have a lackluster offense, the defense eventually wears down and they break. And th- there's nothing really you can do about that. Like this, this game didn't blow wide open until the last like four minutes. Yeah. And even um, then, like we saw last week, the Browns were up 13 with less than two minutes left to go and they still managed a way to lose. And Joe Flacco is not a world beater, but Joe Flacco did what he needed to do to win. And also, you know, I get it. it appears to be that the Jets offense is a little better than the Steelers offense. There's that is crazy. Which is, and, and, to think about what Joe Flacco of all yeah. people, Mr. Like 39 years old or something. And where and I make the same argument about the Patriots. Where is where is the big play is going to come from? Where is the where do you see how, how are you going to put together? a full four quarter game where you end up with more points than the opposition. You are so hardly relying on your defense. And I like you bring up the bills game last year up and bills offense game up in Buffalo last year, because we were so close within it. What was the difference? Josh Allen versus Tua. Tua has been really good this year so far. And we're glad to see it. Hope it continues. Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league. In my opinion, if you want to say he's top three. Okay. I say he's the best quarterback in the league, if I'm starting a franchise right now, I'm taking Josh Allen. Is he gonna is is he gonna play like this for the next ten years? God knows where he's gonna be when he's 34 years old instead of 24 years old. I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is right now he is a difference maker in the NFL, and he is the reason why the Bills are the number one team in the league. They have a good defense on the other side. Don't get me wrong. Great but, defense. But playmakers and quarterbacks, quarterbacks even more so than playmakers, decide this league. Tom Brady doesn't have anything necessarily on like 
on film special about him, but he's the best quarterback in NFL history. Six rings. Matt Stafford. Look at the look at the look at the offense that the Rams were able to run with Jared Goff versus what they're doing now with Matt Stafford. They, they are opening things up entirely. The run game is almost evaporated. Mm-hmm. Got, when how many touches did Cam Makers have last week? Darrell Henderson got in the end zone, but they're they're such out of sight, out of mind. The Dolphins, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, virtually no impacts through the first two games outside of Chase Edmonds' long rush last week to get yeah. the Dolphins within the on the ground line. wise anyway. Yeah. So the, the ground game is going away. You need a star quarterback, and you just surround him with superstars. The Steelers, I'll give them credit one's aspect. They do have the receivers, and historically, since we've been alive, they always seem to have pretty good wide receivers. They can't get the quarterback right. And then on top of that, they can't get the offensive system right. Tua, big question mark coming into this year. Okay, guess what? We're going to give him the best opportunity to succeed by giving him Tyreek Hill and giving him the best young offensive-minded coach in the league on the market at the time and now it's working Steelers offensive system stinks the quarterback mid and this is what we're going to have they're, they're going to win some games they, they, mm-hmm. they like they punched the the Bengals in the mouth week one they're going to surprise some teams and be able to put some points on the board get some pick sixes but they're going to be so heavily reliant on that they're not going anywhere anytime soon and like you said for the next five years Steelers fans don't really have a hope of a Super Bowl anytime soon. Yeah, it's that it's just a wash at this point. And it's like, when when do you pick up and restart? Because you still do have one of the best defenses in the league, and it's not like you really want to trade JJ Watt. That's or TJ Watt. That's your money maker right there. Him and Minka Fitzpatrick are the big flashy names. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. I I feel like whenever I watch him, he's either really boom or really bust. It's so weird safety you think are kind of like that maybe that's it but i don't know i feel like when i watched him on the dolphins he was always consistent uh but then when i watch him on the steelers he's like either he tries to make the big play and either he does or he doesn't it's like a uh suicide play in uh baseball to reference that when you go to pick up the ball on the side and And then just or they call it do or die do or yeah that's what it is not suicide play but yeah, they call it do or die, and I feel like that's the way he plays with the Steelers. Maybe that's their mentality on. And it's worked. You know, it, it has. I mean, he had he had a a, a blocked field goal that helped them win the game. That he had a pick six. I mean, to go on. I mean, he just had you know really good success with the Steelers. He has, and when it works, they'll win games to beat the Bengals. But to rely on that as as your team. I don't think it's going to work. It's not working for the Steelers. It's not working for the Patriots. Both fan bases, I mean, there's very little confidence. And we saw the game last week, the bank, the, the Steelers and Patriots game. It's the most boring game of the week. Mm-hmm. most boring game of the year, really. There was a few touchdowns in the game, but nothing special, nothing to, to be happy about as a fan. I actually watched the film review on that game. I was going to make a video on it, and then I just, like – yeah, there's no. no there's there's nothing special about it's really just defense on defense. And I mean Mac Jones and Mitch Trubisky just being mid throughout the entire game. But you know, is it them? Is it them? I I'm kind of with you on the protecting Mac Jones this year at least. Yeah. Cause if we're making that argument for Tua the last two years, we have to do the same for Mac Jones. We can't be hypocrites. He's not giving opportunities to see just like Tua did. And then the last point on this that Really, this we should, I kind of probably should have opened this up with is just look at this Super Bowl champions recently. Mm-hmm. Last year, 
the the Rams or not even just the the champions, but let's look at the matchups. Last year, you had the Bengals and the Rams, two best receiving cores in the league. Matt Stafford versus Joe Burrow. We see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl for two out of the last three years. Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Even the even the 49ers, who do have a very good defense, they also have a brilliant offensive-minded head coach. And that's kind of what we see with the Dolphins. Great defense, brilliant offensive-minded head coach to make the offense better. We don't see defensive teams getting into the Super Bowl. Last time we did was, you know, with the Patriots. But, you know, you still had Tom Brady. Yeah. Teams that win now are on offense. And if you can't find a way to build your offense and – Put points on the board. Yeah, put po- I, I guess that's the only simple way to put it. If you can't put points on the board, if you can't also the time of possession, if you just can't put drives together and then have them result in touchdowns, you're not going to win this league, and you're you're definitely not going to win any Super Bowls, in my opinion, winning in that way. Correct. Yeah, 100%. So this Sunday, we're going <laughs> to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to be in Miami. Hopefully, hopefully no grills setting cars on fire. Hopefully, that was crazy. Hopefully, dude. the only fire is the is Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on the field. Up. Hopefully, that's all it is. But this Sunday, one o'clock, Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills, biggest matchup of the weekend. You also have the Buccaneers and, and the and the Packers, but yeah. but I think I think and they're really doing a good job of hyping that matchup up just because of Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Yeah, Buccaneers should easily win that game. Yeah, it, it, it really is the biggest matchup of the weekend. That's not even just being biased. I mean, you're talking about the only 2-0 and teams going against each other this weekend. There's not another 2-0 and team facing another 2-0 and team this entire weekend. Um, and arguably, I mean, you have the Bills coming off pouncing the Tennessee Titans where they actually pulled almost all their starters in the, the fourth quarter. And then you have, you know, the Dolphins who are down 21 for – like two and a half quarters and then they just you know come back and punch the ravens in the teeth it's the most electric matchup for this week and you know as dolphins fans you love to see it you love to see uh the dolphins getting as much in the media as much media attention as we did this week and i knew as soon as the game ended last week i knew the dolphins were going to be, be the talk of and it would it is still talk about whether uh you know are they legit is too legit Whatever, but I knew going going out of that game against the Ravens, the Dolphins would be the talk of the NFL, and they have been. This is a chance to back the talk up. That yep. for one, as Dolphins <laughs> fans, we have uh, so welcoming been doing, like sticking our chest out, like yeah. Because to me, that was the best game I've ever that, seen as a, as a Dolphins fan. 100%. Last week. That was fantastic that comeback and see a two at four hundred seventy yards, six touchdowns Ace in the veins. But what I didn't like and what was really kind of making me. Uh, kind of well angry throughout the entire week is that people have been calling it a fluke and um and that it was really just a against a banged up secondary i'm like okay so even the ravens with a banged up secondary they still have great coaching they're really deep yeah what team gives up six touchdowns you don't if that was true why don't the texans or the jags give up six touchdowns every week like come on it's six touchdowns over 460 yards Obviously, they did something right. Like, yeah. it, I, I do think both sides of the argument are fair because we have never seen Tua do this. Some of the conversations you and I had in the offseason were about the fact that Tua has never really had a big game. His most yards thrown, I think, at any point was just, just barely cracked over 300 yards. Yeah. Game, the game he had against Arizona was very good. 
uh, last year. The Panthers. Last year, the Panthers game. Yeah, that's one I was thinking about. Against the Jets, he had a good game. Um, but there's never been a game where the game was won because of Tua. And he's not been able to put together these long drives. He's never been able to put together a game-winning drive. He kind of did against Atlanta and then uh, – he, He's done it a couple times. He did it against Atlanta, the Jags. But th- those are also bad teams. He didn't do it against the Jags. We had this conversation a few he, weeks ago. He did not do it against the Jags. He actually – he had the opportunity to go down and do it against the Jags, and then we lost. Well, I'm saying before that whole uh, timeout where they ended up uh, going for it on fourth down rather than punting it to us, uh, and then that kind of, you know – sealed the game away but he 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 did give us the lead before the defense yeah, lost it yeah so that's where i'm saying that but, that, but what we saw anyways, last week what we saw last week that's what we wanted to see 470 yards six touchdowns rushing game wasn't there the defense defense picked up like halfway through the third quarter and on but the defense had a very bad first half Tua did not have a bad first half had that one had the two interceptions one of which was his fault one of which was kind of fluky it happens uh, but we were waiting to see this out of Tua. And so I understand the national media being a little hesitant to, to crown him, to crown the Dolphins, because 100%. we haven't seen this out of him. And because if you go just one week later, especially just looking at it from a national media uh, perspective, don't crown him now, because then you can look stupid. Or then you can like legitimately crown them once they go against, I don't know, the best team in the league. And that's what we have uh, this Sunday. Uh it's kind of funny if you look at it, the Dolphins do lead every single statistical category on offense. So passing, Tua, rushing is actually Mostert with 67 yards, which is kind of miserable if you think about it. Through two games, both teams top combi- combined. The combined rusher is Raheem Mostert with 67 yards. But then, I mean, unless you count Josh Allen, but. Uh, no, that's concluded, I think. Just really? Josh Allen has under 60? Yeah, because I'm looking at the next game underneath. Uh, the Ravens and the Patriots, and Lamar Jackson is the leading rusher in that game. So for us, okay. it's most And then Tyreek Hill, 19 catches, 284, and two touchdowns. We have the offense now to be able to stick up to him. They're going to be without Micah Hyde. They're going to be out with Jordan Phillips, at least, potentially. Who is their other uh, Potentially Jordan Poyer as well. He's Jordan dealing Poyer. with a foot injury. Uh, he w- did not participate in practice on Wednesday or Thursday. He did return today, uh, I believe, on a limited basis. He's going to be questionable at game time. Um, I mean, and they still are without Trey White, mm-hmm. uh, obviously on the PUP list, same yeah. as Byron Jones. Yeah, so that kind of cancels so, out. Trey Davis was better, but it kind of cancels yeah. out. It kind it kind of cancels each other out. Um, the Dolphins are dealing, uh, do have Teron Armstead dealing with a toe injury, and Cedric Wilson dealing with a rib injury. Uh, so they they're both game time decisions. Uh, I f- have a feeling that Teron Armstead's gonna tough through this game, but then miss the Bengals game. That's kind of yeah, because it's the quick turnaround. Yeah, he, he's being you know on the older side and always injured. They're, I think they're gonna be cautious there. Uh, Bengals really haven't had that much of a pass rush this year, but we'll get into that at a different time. That's that's for next week, and we'll be watching that game together next yes, week. Yes, sir. But this there this is the opponent. This is the benchmark of the league and just also the you know the division. Mm-hmm. I, I do think we're gonna make the playoffs. And on uh, Tuesday, I came out with uh, my legit or quit series as to uh, you know what storylines do I think are legit or quit. And something I talked about was Dolphins are now going to rival the Bills for the division. I'm going to say pump the brakes on that. But in order to get yourself in that conversation, you at least have to beat them and beat them at home. They're going to be a little injured right now, but they're still favored. Betting line right now has Buffalo favored at, at five and a half. Or has the betting line at, at Buffalo five and a half? I have a feeling that's a little bit too big of a gap. I mean, given they have routinely kicked our asses, 
And, yes, very much so. Uh, it, since Josh Allen has really become the starting quarterback there, um, really since he's had Stefan Diggs there. Uh, but, you know, if, if this is the time, like this is the time. Like I said before, uh, the Dolphins' defense has held Buffalo – to less than fifth or less than uh three scores in the first two they've had 10 points i believe uh in the first quarter or the first half of the first game last year and they had 10 points in uh the first three quarters of the second game last year we've been close so it's really just been a lackluster offense and we already know how much better this offense is especially with how mcdaniel uses all the motions uh, with the running backs and he the way he schemes everything up, he he lets it so Tua can see how the defense actually is. Unlike you know the Broncos where they have they break a huddle at seven seconds, Tua actually gets to see the field, gets to see the defense, and determine you know what he wants to do pre-snap. And he did really what he I saw a big jump in the how how he read the field between uh, game one and game two. So I think McDaniel is really, really, you know, helping him a lot there. And I think he I think he's gonna do pretty well. I guess especially it's a banged up. They're also gonna be without Dane Jackson, the Bills are. So it's a banged up secondary. Um, I think they have to take advantage of that. If this this is the game for him. This is the game. And it would be it's, it's them or us. It's them or us, as Tua says to Jalen Waddle going into the drive last Sunday to win the game. 14 seconds left. It is them or us. And this is this would truly be a a, a statement game. Uh, well, either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be a statement game. If we end up losing, it's okay. We're still not we're still not gonna be able to compete for the division. Wild card. And I think no matter what happens with this game, the wild card is uh is very realistic. Um, but you win this game and you win this game, and all of a sudden the outlook on the season changes. Mm-hmm. You win this game, and the division crown is definitely something that is within reach, within the conversation. And especially if you look at these first, the first four games, how I've been speaking all offseason about the first four games and how important they are. Very similar conversation we had last year. Last year, we opened up the season with the Patriots, and then we went and played the the, uh, the Bills. I said going out of that, one and one be very important. We did get that season kind of fell off after that. Yeah. I was like, you know, going against two division opponents like that, you need to get at least one win. Well, going with these four very, very difficult games, Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. I said, we needed to go two and two because we do have a very favorable middle of the schedule. And you know, like, it gets, we, it gets but, a little rough towards the end there. It does. It does. But you alluded to it earlier. We do play the Bengals, but then, Jets, Vikings, Vikings, probably a difficult game, although we saw them kind of get embarrassed against the Eagles. Steelers mm-hmm. saw suck last night. Lions, who have looked good, but let's be real, still the Lions. And then the Bears, huh, don't know why that turned off. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, um, the, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, the Texans, and then the schedule starts to pick up again. You beat the Bills tomorrow. You really have a very favorable schedule all the way until December. You should really only lose one or two games after that point. And then you're looking at the AFC crown at potentially that conversation. So just how things go on Sunday is really going to change the outlook on our season as a whole. Yeah, 100%. It, it's it's really going to be something to like it, – it's, it's make or break. And I know some Bills fans are like, oh, this is just week three for us, but it's the Dolphins' Super Bowl. 
it's like, well, it kind of is the Super Bowl of the AFC East at this point. Because whoever wins this game gains extreme momentum going into the rest of the season. I mean, the even the Bills have a pretty favorable schedule ahead. Uh, and so, you know, if we can win this and get a leg up on them and it, it'll just be, you know, fantastic. What it, to you, and we didn't really talk about it beforehand, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. What is the single most important thing the Dolphins have to do right on Sunday in order to win the game? Contain Josh Allen. Contain Josh Allen. Make sure yeah. he does not use his legs. That is going to be a really hard thing to do. But that is the reason they also drafted Channing Tingle. He is the fast linebacker that hits hard, can move all around the field. He did not play last week, uh, I believe, due to an illness. Yeah, that's what um, it was. And But he's supposed to play this week. We also get Andrew Van Ginkle back. He was active last week, but he didn't play a dis- defensive snap. He's still recovering from the appendix injury. Those are two really fast, really hard-hitting linebackers. You know, I know Tyndall's a rookie, but he's basically the reason we drafted him is because of Josh Allen. Yeah, he he does he does fill a role there very well. And last week, you know, of course, outside of one long run where let's be real, the the the, the Ravens offensive line did a great job of sealing it. Lamar Jackson bust out for a 79 yard rush, rushing touchdown. Outside of that, he only had 40 rushing yards. Yeah. If you can hold Allen under 50 rushing yards, you have an opportunity to win. Only issue is he's gotten so much better in the pocket than when he was younger. Oh, so man. it's not like Lamar it Jackson. And, and even Lamar Jackson has gotten a lot better in the pocket. Actually, I l- l- put a pause on this real quick. I I was one of Lamar Jackson's biggest criticizers of his throwing ability. I watched the tape. The man had way too tight of throws to for me to be considering even saying he's not a good passer anymore. He's one of the best passers in the league. Get that man some wide receiver help. Get that man some money. Get that man some money. Pay the man. I mean, and then they get tried. him some receiver help. <laughs> to be fair, they did try to pay him. I mean, they they paid him less than Deshaun Watson. Like, come on. Yeah, the Browns really the Browns really they, screwed up every other team in the league yeah. by saying, "Hey, we're gonna give a sex man who has all these sexual assault allegations <laughs> fully guaranteed money." Yeah, Lamar Jackson gonna need a wheelbarrow. He gonna need a wait. <laughs> like uh, Mike McDaniel does. <laughs> and and to a, Answer, uh, and I and I hope I hope the two of them do for for this game because I remember, man, I remember last week, week two, you know, we, we were tailgating together, you, me, Haley, your dad, mm-hmm. and the the vibe in the parking lot was palpable. There was a okay, this is the moment. Who are we? It it was a it come to, you know, to use the expression come to Jesus moment. It was like okay, we're either great or we suck. It, we sucked. It it wasn't. Yeah, it was it, we 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 found out that okay, this is night and day. This is the Buffalo Bills, and then there's us. And I was in denial for so long after that game because I was like, oh, oh two, this if that. I'm like, if Tua didn't get hurt, no. not, I'm like, you know what? Screw the ifs. Screw the buts. We got destroyed. We got destroyed. Uh, I mean that that offense just sucked from beginning to end of that season. No excuses. That defense carried the entire team. Um, and just this, this year, it, it felt a lot different. We saw week one, we didn't really see anything like too popped off, but I think he was pretty conservative. Didn't want to, uh, you know, show off all our plays to a team when we were up 17-0. So, I mean, given we did show off one play to go up 17-0, but yeah. Will Barrow time. 
<laughs> wheelbarrow time yeah but so yeah, you're, gonna need, you're gonna need some of that you're gonna need you're gonna need some of that Sunday because like what I was talking about the, when we we were going to that game last week last year week two we had confidence we had belief now now flash forward a year later literally a year and a week later mm-hmm. and we have confidence we have belief but there is still that if because we remember we got burned last year I refuse yeah. to remember how I keep getting burned by the Colts and believing in them. <laughs> I refuse to believe to, to remember I keep getting burned by drafting uh, Cooper Cup's backup in fantasy football. I keep neglecting that. What I'm not going to neglect is the fact that the Bills are the best team in the league with a few injuries. Yes, but you know who's not injured? Josh Allen. You know who's not injured? Sean McDermott, Stephon Diggs. They have their guys. They have their most important pieces, and they're going to be that is. I mean, this is the most div- this, they're the most difficult opponent on our schedule. Get to play them twice a year. Lost seven matchups in a row. One year we're gonna beat them. One game we're gonna beat them. Why not this Sunday? Why not this Sunday? And it's gonna be one of the keys to the game per se. Uh, is gonna be how Xavier Howard really is on Stefan Diggs. Yeah, because we mean, know he's he, nursing an injury right now. We we know he's nursing an injury. We know Diggs just lit up. I mean, he so even week one he lit up Ramsey like it was nothing. Yeah, and he made it look so easy. And he, he only played, I think, 52% of the snaps. It was something crazy like that. Last week, he, he played a little bit more, but he, he didn't play the fourth quarter. And uh, thankfully for, I think it was Jay that was going against him, like, stopped throwing the ball to Diggs. And he, he like, won his matchup by, like, uh, I think a couple points because mm-hmm. he didn't play the fourth quarter. Yeah. I'm like, you're good, Jay. You're good. Um, But, yeah, it's like Diggs can get open. He's one of the best route – probably – if not, he's one of the best, if not the best route runner in the league. Uh, and we saw X just struggle last week against Devin Duvernay, of all people. So, you know, he's going to have to step up his game, even though he's dealing with that injury. Uh, and, I mean, who's going to be the number two? Is it Kadir Kohu? Undrafted rookie out of Texas A&M Commerce? It's scary. It, it, it's scary. We saw we saw him do it against the Ravens. So I'm going to do it against the Patriots. But this is the benchmark on who you are as a team. Really, anybody who goes against the Bills now, it's how, how good are you? Okay, yeah. How good did you play against the Bills? Do you have mm-hmm. any any shot being a legitimate team? I think the Dolphins are unquestionably a top ten team now. But being a top ten team is not what what matters in history. What matters in history is like, do you win Super Bowls? Do you win Super Bowls? If you're the Dolphins, do you get to the playoffs in the first place? Have you won a playoff game? I don't know since you and I have been alive. Yeah, yeah. When we were like one and two years old, do, do I remember? That's a different yeah. question. No, yeah, I remember it just as much as I remember nine eleven happening. Like I, nothing at all, nothing there. You really have to bring that up. Yeah, that was bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not. Um, it's this would be this would be huge for the Dolphins. Uh, before we wrap this up, give me a score prediction. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna be old faithful. I'm gonna say Dolphins. 37 to 35. It's a weird score. How do you even get to 37? It's a weird score. Is that like a you kick a field goal, you miss an extra point? Uh no, it, you um it'd be like you score 10, 10, 10, 7. So I, I predict that's a uh, lot of field goals. It's a lot of field goals. I predict that's three field goals that I'm predicting. Okay, okay. Three, um, three field goals, three touchdowns. So I'm gonna say Bill. No. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Dolphins are going to lose. We discussed this last week. Uh, I'm going to say Miami Dolphins take the victory 32. I think it's a little 
30 well they they do have a good defense they do i'm gonna say 30 to 27 dolphins you, you know that that is actually a, a good uh prediction because if you if you want to go back to uh last year i mean bills won 26 to 11 so i mean yeah that was a miserable game i, I mean i'm hoping it's not a miserable game and i don't care if we win Two nothing. If we get <laughs> if we get a leg up on the Bills going three and zero against our first three matchups, two and zero in division, I'll be a very happy man. What if we win three to two? I'll take it. I'll I'll I will take. It. I would love to see that game actually. I wouldn't. That'd be boring. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be extremely boring. But you know, I don't care. Haley's gonna be like, I'm hot the whole time. <laughs> I love you. I didn't mean to make fun of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I mean, I mean. It I, is hot there. Though. She you was guys, struggling last week. Like you, it was. You guys are in the sun. And, and around this, around the sun, but well, it don't matter. <laughs> so it you know how matter. last year our seats were up high. Our seats this year are like more mid, and we don't get that cross breeze from the top anymore. Yeah, and it kind of sucks. But you know, it it it's still when I'm locked into the game, Haley. On like she's not locked into the game like us, but she tries. She, she tries. She tries. She does. She tries. I mean, I, and I love that Wilkins jersey. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but you know when, when when you're locked into a game, I mean you're locked in. You don't care about anything going on around you. Yeah. I mean there was people fighting behind me, and I was still locked into the game. <laughs> She's like, "Are you looking at the cheerleaders?" I'm like, "No, bring out the sweaty men hugging each other. <laughs> we want men. We want men." Yeah, I'm not gonna take that. With you. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... me, the men. I like the... looking at men. On to the next thing. Um. <laughs> I believe now we're going to be going to the week two predictions. Uh, week three, and we will. Week, week three after predictions. I figure out what's up with the camera. So those listening on Spotify, uh, please uh, take a second. I don't know what's going on here. Um, that was really weird. I think the socket may have gone out. No. Um, please tell me you're cutting out that whole last so. thing. Uh, oh, I mean, on the YouTube video, I am. Uh, on this, absolutely not. I, I mean, I know you're not editing this out on the on the Spotify, but uh, I the, yeah, I think the socket must have blown out or something. That's weird. that's kind of well. Weird. We okay, we have 38 minutes left of of, uh, of of camera life, so we're just gonna get straight back into this. Oh, the whole socket blew out. Uh, yeah. Well, that oh. thing's that thing's been out forever. Oh, the bottom one. Yeah, that's actually gonna be annoying for future uh, recordings. I'm gonna have to bring like an extension cord or something. Yeah. Um, how did I end up getting on the Wells Fargo app? Anywho, <laughs> so we just talked about the Miami Dolphins, made the predictions on that. Of course, you know, Miami's taking the dub like 30 to 3. We know. Miami's taking the dub 37 35. Dolphins are beating the Bills 30 to 3. No, that's not, that's not what I said. Figure out what I said. Are, are we already made that video. Uh, Watch that go, video. Go over it and check that out. Um, but as for the rest of the matchups, so the first one we have on the slate is the Ravens and the Patriots. I'm looking at this. Somehow the Ravens are only a two and a half point favorite. That is absolutely nuts. That's crazy. Can I but can I bet my house, like your house, <laughs> everybody's house on that? Actually, you know what? With the new Fliff Sports app, uh <laughs> <laughs> you're not even sponsored, but that was such a plug. That was such a shameless plug. What the heck? That, that, that was such a shameless. Holy you can now crap. bet in Florida. This dude um, is plugging stuff that he's not even affiliated by on my channel. What is this? Um, but um, you should. But you should. I should get sponsored. But, yeah, uh, you should definitely bet your house on that. Um, I, I Ravens by, like, 20. I mean, that's not even a question to me. They clearly have the offense. Uh, yeah, their defense is banged up, but they're they're going to be fine. Um, Lamar Jackson nursing a right elbow injury, but that's nothing to be I'm concerned gonna about. I'm going to bet the queen in, in her casket on that. 
Her casket costs more than my house. Probably. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, they do nothing anyways. Anywho, yeah. Uh, Ravens by Ravens by, you know, all the points ever. Uh Texans Bears. Uh somebody has to win the game. I'm actually going to call Texans. I don't trust the Bears yet. I feel like Davis Mills, he, he needs to have one of his games that he had last year. I mean, he somehow brought that team to five wins last year, and we know how abysmal that team was. Yeah, and he's been all right so far, but they, all right is – They're, start, they're the starting most. to bring in – I mean, they had a tough matchup last week, um, but, you know, they're going to go ahead and involve Damian Pierce in more for you fantasy owners out there. Uh, exactly. They're going to go integrate him more, and then they still have Brandon Cooks. So, I mean, I don't like Lovey Smith as a head coach, but – I think they're going to take this one from the Bears. Uh, they just – they were underwhelming last week, and they were underwhelming week one. I'm going to disagree uh, just for Andrew. Uh, <laughs> love you, bud. Uh, I'm going to go Bears, and I'm not just saying that for, for Andrew. I think the Bears put some good things together, except for the fact that uh, Justin Fields had seven completions last week. Uh, other than that – Can they get the ball to Mooney? That's the Can they get question. the ball to Mooney? Jeez, like, can they just – I mean, they have no other playmakers. Like, David Montgomery's all right, but you're looking at 32 carries and only 148 yards. Like, that's not acceptable. There's no – Cole Komet has had a dud of a season so far. I never believed in Cole Komet, but even yeah. then, he's already he's, – he's being worse than that. Yeah. Uh, it's not supposed to rain, so maybe they don't get that <laughs> quite advantage as they did against the Niners. But I'm going to take the Bears in that as well. Uh, the battle of who's the worst 0-2 team, the more disappointing matchup, the Raiders and the Titans. Um, I made the video – on i mean i made the video the other day about who i thought was the most uh who i thought was the worst owen two team following week two i i made that video i I talk about the titans a little bit because i assumed they were going to lose to the bills um i had to revise that i didn't realize how bad the titans (laughs) were going to be i said the raiders are the most uh concerning owen two team yeah um no the titans suck Tannehill oh, is horrible. He was horrible that he, game. No, he is horrible. He's still going to be horrible. And I'm taking the Raiders here on the road in Tennessee over the Titans. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with oh, you. Oh, jeez. I mean, I hope I hope Derrick Henry do, does good because I, I, I just realized I now have him in two leagues. <laughs> well, uh, you also got to realize that the Raiders have no run defense. I mean, they have Max Crosby. That's about it. They're, they don't. Um, and their secondary is very abysmal. Um, and their offense is just, I mean, it's not the Bills. Uh, so it's better than Titans, and I'm, I don't even think it's actually any close. I, I, don't, I don't really think it's better than the Titans. I mean, they have they have Devontae Adams, but they didn't even get him the ball last week. Yeah, of course, they didn't. That last game, though, is, by no means was it good. That's why I said that they were the most concerning 0-2 team in the league so, to me. But, but Tennessee was miles worse. They have so, nothing in the passing game. Robert Woods has done nothing. Traylon Burks has done nothing. Tannehill is terrible. Derrick Henry is getting tackled by, like, little kids. So, so I'm going to go ahead and call this game uh, – I'm going to call it uh, Titans 22 uh, and Raiders 21. They complete a two – or they do a two-point conversion with Henry running in the end zone to finish the game. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and call Tannehill throws for 250 yards – and Kyle Phillips gets an 80-yard game on seven catches. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Raiders 27 and the same and Titans the same amount of brain cells you have zero. Um, <laughs> moving on to Chiefs and the Colts. Uh, wow, the Colts are terrible. The Colts are absolutely wow. Ab- I mean, th- wow. is this even a question here? 
The only question is how are they so bad? I mean, well, last week, I mean, and they're one-dimensional already, but then they're missing Michael Pittman. So they just they are that is the textbook definition of one-dimensional when you have Jonathan Taylor. And I think most NFL fans couldn't even name you who their second wide receiver is. Uh obviously we could, but now that they might get Michael Pittman back, is it's a little better for them, but by no means do I expect them to win this game. I think the Chiefs are looking hot. You know, they looked good last week against the Chargers. They looked great against the Cardinals. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs here. I'm, I'm taking sure. the Chiefs. Uh, no particular score prediction, but I am going to predict that. A lot Mah- to a little. I'm going to predict that Mahomes is actually going to be uh, riding the bench for the second half of the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you, you just – you know what you're getting. You're getting Matt Ryan – can't move. His arm isn't yeah. what it used to be. Jonathan Anytime. Taylor. Chad Henney outperforms Matt Ryan. Honestly, it might happen. <laughs> uh, Lions and Vikings. And I like the Vikings. And I – can you guys tell me a time where this guy hasn't defended either a current Dolphin player or a former Dolphin player slash coach? Like, what have you ever criticized anybody who has ever played for the Dolphins or coached oh, I, the Dolphins? I've, I've criticized plenty. Who? Uh, let's see, Joe Philbin, um, Adam Gase. Uh, I have defended Adam Gase actually. Yeah, I can't say that. Um, and that, and but those were just so glaringly obvious, though. Okay, what? but Dan Campbell is justified. That is justified. I like Dan Campbell too. Don't get me wrong. You didn't let, you know, let me say my prediction here. You, we know what you're gonna say. What What am I gonna say then? You're gonna take the Lions. No, I'm not. I'm calling a tie. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I don't have anything to throw at you right now. Are you actually calling a tie? I am. Oh, you're a piece of garbage. <laughs> I, I say that the uh, the Lions score a garbage time touchdown, and they somehow take it to overtime, and, I mean, the Vikings just can't finish them off is basically my call. You want to hear something funny? I'm calling the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate you. I'm calling the Lions. <laughs> Uh, I really like what I've seen from the Lions. The Vikings really last do. week was just so bleh and boring. And what like was the motion on offense? Nowhere. And I still think the Vikings are a good team. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I do too. But that's why I say they can't, you know, finish the job. I mean, they have yeah. they have Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's going to have back-to-back dull hey, weeks. A monitor St. Brown, baby. You're welcome. I should have taken all three leagues. I told. Oh man, I I keep telling him. I I think I have good wide receiver takes. You know, because I said Amonra is good and don't draft Hollywood Brown. Well, Hollywood Brown's not been a problem. He's been very mid. He's been very mid. All right, he's got double digit points in both matchups. Again, that's not great, but like as your wide receiver one. Oh no, I was wide receiver two. Oh, he's Kyle's wide receiver one. Oh well, (laughs) sorry, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh. Yeah, so that that's why I said, like, they have the weapons to go ahead and take the lead, and we've seen the Lions give up the lead early, but they have come back almost every single time. I mean, they have DeAndre Swift, they have Jamal Williams, they have Amon Ross St. Mm-hmm. Brown. Um, they Even going a little bit further into it, they have T.J. Hawkinson. Is T.J. Hawkinson healthy again? Yeah, he played last week. Okay. Um, and then they still have D.J. Chark, which I know you're not really high on him, no. but – uh, I think he was just riddled by injuries toward the end of his uh, Jags career, and I think he's very similar skill set to Marvin Jones Jr., who did really well for the Lions. So yeah, yeah the, the Lions have a lot of things to like, and I'm gonna roll with the, the, the Lions. Obviously, I'm not gonna pick them every single week, but I'm gonna roll with the Lions until yeah. they give me a reason not to. And through the first two games, they, they looked very good, mm-hmm. and uh, they they very nearly, high scoring, very nearly beat the or the Eagles, who are now in most people's eyes a top five team in the league. So I'm gonna take the Lions 
upsetting the Vikings at home. Bengals and Jets. The Bengals are going to write the ship. Like Marcelo, Joe, Joe, Joe is trying to talk to me. Talk to me. He's like, you no know, way. the Bengals they're not looking that good. Like they can't protect. No I'm like, shut way. up. You're the Jets. You're the Jets. No way. Okay. They eventually, they eventually are going to come around. Brought to you by FAU Radio. Yeah. Destroying the eardrums of three people over there. Um, <laughs> the Jets are the Jets. The Bengals are eventually going to come around. Yes, the offensive line has Joe Burrow on pace to be sacked over 110 times. Uh, Jamar Chase has played. You know, he's kind of had an underwhelming start to the season. Mm-hmm. But, but there's still Jamar this Chase. Is, this is a right-this-ship moment for the Jets. Yeah. Or, sorry, for the Bengals. Yeah, I, I know what you meant. Uh, and, you know, like, like you said, I mean, it, it is Jamar Chase. I know – Everybody here knows I, I I always rank Waddle ahead of Jamar Chase, but Jamar Chase is still a really 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 be quiet. Uh, really really good wide receiver. He's a, still a top ten wide receiver in this league, probably more like top six, top seven, and he'll get the job done against Sauce Gardner. I mean, Gardner's played decently well through two weeks. Um, yeah, but but also I mean, the other guys it's like okay, I mean, you still have T Higgins yeah. and Tyler Boyd. You get Jamar, okay, who got T? Well, you get T, okay, who's got Tyler Boyd? Crap. And then even going further, I mean, Hayden Hurst, he he does find ways to get open, especially in zone coverage. So yeah. it, there's so much talent on this on this Bengals let's offense. Let's not forget about Joe Mixon. Yeah. Newest addition to my fantasy roster. Yeah, yeah, which we'll get to in the next segment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Both I have I have the Bengals um pretty much just stampeding. It's gonna be a Jets. route, I I am gonna assume too. There, Jets, you're I'm gonna go ahead and call this 30 35. Jets 10. are gonna have a top three pick next year. 35 10. I'm a, I'm not gonna argue with there. Eagles and the commies. Uh, the Commanders after week one, like you know, maybe could have been art made an argument that they'll uh that they'll put up more of a fight. Uh, but no, the Eagles just look so good. Jalen Hurts in the seventh round, yes. Um, <laughs> they 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 do they do a lot well. The number one rushing offense in the league currently, and then you add to that AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, dark horse MVP pick. I, I really like the I, Eagles. I, I like the Eagles as a top five team in this league, and I like them to take the victory against the commies. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. And I'm not going to stop calling them the commies. <laughs> I'm not going to d- disagree with you on, on the winner here. Um, I think we need to touch base on a little bit on how good that Eagles secondary really is, though, because, I mean, they shut down Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen relatively easily uh, by the they looks did, of it. I they mean, did ev- both sides of the ball, they did everything right. 100%. Now – it's going to be a little bit deeper now, not as talented, but a deeper receiving roster with the commies. Yeah, but you're going as, but Justin it, Jefferson is Justin Jefferson. Ju- that I, like I said, not as talented, but they are deeper. You have more people so, to, you're, you have, you have more, more people, people to worry to spr- about. You have more people to worry about. Exactly yeah. my point. So not worry I, more, I, I but feel, just more to worry about. I feel like it's going to be a closer game. I'm still taking the Eagles up. Uh, I'm probably going to go Eagles. I think it's going to be double digits. It's going to be a two-scoring game. Eagles taking over there in uh, D.C., which I'm not going to anymore, but it's okay. Uh, Saints-Panthers as the last 1 o'clock game here. Uh, Panthers Panthers have had some moments. Yeah, it's not a question at all for me either, but Panthers have had moments where you're like, okay, but then they have a lot more moments. They're like, okay, it's the Panthers. Uh, Baker Mayfield has not been the has not had the resurrection that some thought he would with the with, with the Panthers. Uh, yeah, DJ Moore fantasy owners have not been very pleased with how things are going. Christian McCaffrey on the injury list and very very candidly pointed out that if he goes to take a piss during practice, he's going to get put on the injury list probably. I mean, fair enough. Though. Fair enough. And I'm glad I'm glad he's able to recognize like 
that within himself and make fun of it. Uh, but the Saints, I I like the Saints. They obviously didn't look good last week against the Buccaneers, but not many. I mean, people. they look. It was a three-three game before the brawl. Yeah, but also, and also, not many teams do look good against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are still a top-five team in the league, whether you want to admit it or not. Like you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of negative storylines that have been going around the Buccaneers for the past few months. They're still a top-five team. St- in the it's league. still Tom Brady. Still so Mike Evans. Who they're going to be without Mike? Or we're not the, talking about the Buccaneers yet, but yeah, but <laughs> talk um, about the Saints. Um, so Saints and Panthers. Uh, I just don't trust the the pan. I don't trust Baker. That's basically the bottom line. I don't trust Matt Rule. So, I don't trust Matt Rule. I think he's going to be one of the first coaches fired. Yep. Um, him or Cliff Kingsbury. But I, I think it's going to be Cliff, Cliff kind of saved his job a little bit last yeah. week. But I mean. Uh, just the Saints defense is really good. I mean, they held, you know, Tom Brady to three points before that brawl uh, with Marshawn Lattimore. Um, and, you know, it, it's a really good defense. I mean, and Jameis was playing with fractured back. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the receiving core too. Michael Thomas looks like he's back. And Kamara is going to be most likely back. I mean. Oh, I, Kamara did miss last week. I yep. forgot about and that. And I've been trying to buy him in my other league too, which I'm going to talk a little bit in the, in the fantasy section because I have – did manage to get him in the cream tea league, and I'm very excited to see how he'll perform for me. But yeah, Saints, which easy. made me go out and get Mixon. Saints easily there. Uh, now it's the four o'clock slot of games, a very underrated matchup potentially. I could this very well come to bite me. Uh, Jags and Chargers. Now we do not know the availability of Herbert. We haven't really heard anything about Herbert. In it. Uh, actually, he's been practicing all week, limited basis. I would know. I have him in my fantasy league. Yeah. But with, like, um, there's. I have there's been no confidence one way or another. He's probably going to miss the game. He's probably going to make the game. If he makes the game, obviously I'm taking the Chargers. But if he if he misses the game, how the Jaguars have been playing? Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Um, the Jaguars it, it, could it, win if Herbert doesn't show. I'm just I'm going to take the Chargers as a whole, just because. So if it, he does play, I'm taking the Chargers. It, it, and if he doesn't play, they still might win. I'm going to take the Chargers. Are you going to take the Chargers either way? I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna flat out say the Chargers, and not gonna okay. do the, these ifs. I'm gonna say the no, Chargers. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go back to my ifs. Um, he plays. Don't matter how hurt he is. Doesn't matter if he's, you know, can't run two yards to the first down marker. Uh, he he's gonna win that game. I mean, they they have a stellar defense. I know we're talking about defense don't win championships, but it does help. Um, when when your offense can get the ball back at any moment. Uh, and I mean. They're probably going to get Keenan Allen back. Yeah, so probably they, he'll probably be back for this game. So Keenan Allen, I mean Everett looked really good in that last game. Mike Williams obviously looked good. Uh, so taking the Chargers, I feel like this is also you know like you said an underrated matchup. I'm going to say fairly close game. If he doesn't play, I'm taking the Jaguars pretty easily. Interesting. I mean the Jaguars have definitely had a very good season so far. Christian Kirk has had himself a good season, but I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh, Rams and Cardinals. Rams. Rams. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know, it no, it needs to be more of a conversation no. because it does because the Rams got blown out week one and they nearly let the Cardinal or let the Falcons come back on them last week. Uh, I'm not. I, both both these teams have a lot of questions to answer. The Cardinals, you know, kind of. Well, I can tell you why. I can tell you exactly why the Falcons almost came back on them. It's because Matthew Stafford didn't really throw the ball when they were up. They they don't have don't, the Rams don't matter. have the Rams don't have a run game. They're clearly still in, which is uh, that is a concern. It is a concern, and Stafford is nursing his elbow injury still. Yeah. Even though they tried to like hide it, I, I think it's way worse than they make it appear. However, the Cardinals' defense is just abysmal. I don't like it at all. Yeah, they for, me, they forced that you know fumble, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still luck. picking. I'm still picking the Rams, but it is worth pointing out 
the Rams have not looked up to the races through the first couple of games of this season. I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs, to be quite honest. I, well, that's a little too far ahead because they could get things right. We saw with the, with the Buccaneers the first year of Brady, like they were like around yeah. five. They're kind of flirting with 500 initially. With the Rams, though, just for now and today, like you see, they're only a three and a half favorite on the road in Arizona. So that does play a factor into the betting line. But with how the Rams have been playing, it doesn't bring any confidence. They cannot run the ball. Matt Stafford, they they are being so – they have to be cautious with him throughout the rest of the season because you don't know how that's going to – how the elbow is going to affect them deeper onto the playoffs. And that's when, of course, you, you, you want him. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm just saying, though, I think the, the Cardinals eventually are going to start to see things steady and get things better. I don't think Cliff Kingsburg is going to end up being fired. Obviously, things look very bad through the first eight and a half quarters of the season or not eight and a half, six and a half quarters of the season, seven and a half. No, because halfway through the third quarter is when they started to turn things around yeah. last week. I'm going to go with the Rams, but just, you know, just, but even, just, even, just though pay attention. even though they're play calling towards the end of that fourth quarter, I don't know how they managed to get a touchdown. I mean, it was just, yeah. How, how do you not, you're on the one yard line. How, how, how do you not just run the ball with Kyler Murray? I'm, I'm sorry. Like he, He's literally a toddler running with his phone away from his parents. Like what, what, yeah. once, once someone told me that I couldn't unsee it and it, it's yes. just really true. Like he just moves around the pot or around the backfield. Like no other quarterback, probably better than Lamar. He's like, ah, oh, swing set. Uh, next game, Falcons, Seahawks, Falcons. <laughs> they're they're don't yeah they're due they're due they put they've been a very good zero two team so far they could have won both their first two games biggest question of this is does michael or kyle pitts do anything special is it does he do something more than blocking even though he's not good at blocking i told y'all arthur smith is not a good play caller you guys didn't listen to me so you think the answer that's to go get Tannehill? okay bud i did not say no i did not say that i did not say go get Tannehill. i said Someone else said that Tannehill should go there, reunite him with Arthur Smith. I think it was Jay. And I'm like, no, no, Arthur Smith is bad. He, he's a good head coach, but he needs to give up play calling. That's it. Plain okay. and simple. Whatever. Packers, Buccaneers. Uh, the media loves is really trying to bump this up. And uh, betting line of only one point, Buccaneers being favored by one at home. I think that is obnoxious. The Packers offense. Maybe it's because they're without Mike Evans and they have Jair Alexander. Yeah, and okay, so okay, I will say they're without Mike Evans. They're without Chris Godwin. Julio Jones is their best wide receiver going into the matchup. All of that being said, look at look at the the, uh, the the Packers. Sammy Watkins is their best target, or is Adam Lazard coming back? Adam Lazard is already Adam, back. I keep calling him Adam Lazard. Adam Lazard is coming back, so maybe maybe things aren't as close as I've been alluding to. But I'm still taking the Buccaneers here. Yeah, I'm. It's not going to be close at all, in my opinion. If it's close, it's because Aaron Rodgers makes it close. I I feel and like, he, but Buccaneers... he hasn't been. What has he done? He's only thrown 429 passing yards through two games, two touchdowns. So I that, that's exactly my point. He doesn't trust his receivers. One thing that you know most quarterbacks go and do in the offseason, they go and throw and they throw to their young receivers, build that connection. I mean, Tua and Hill did that almost all offseason. Yeah, and look at their connection. I mean. Who is anticipating his his, his throws? Rod, yeah, Rogers doesn't do Rogers that. Rogers is you can see he doesn't, trust. He, he doesn't trust his receivers. He can't anticipate what they're going to do. Though one time he anticipated, he almost threw his first pick. So um, yeah, we we know interceptions is something that he really loves to hold on to. It's like hey, he's very efficient with the ball. His passer rating, his completion percentage, and his interception numbers are all very favorable. 
The I rest mean, isn't. <laughs> and when you when you have the connection like he did with Devontae Adams and you throw him the ball 20 out of 30 times a game. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, bro, um, both gun Buccaneers there. And in the last game, ah, this could actually be interesting because eventually I think the Broncos are going to turn things around. Sunday night football, 49ers and Broncos. Uh, I'm going to ask you first, who, who do you got there? Um, well, you, the Broncos will have a stopwatch in uh, their fan base calling out you know, yeah, it is at home. Three, so yeah, they're well, gonna. So they'll they'll have the advantage of you know actually knowing how to sell time there. Um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, however, I'm going 49ers. Jimmy G to Ayuk is going to be electric. No, I'm talking not. into an existence. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. I'm talking uh, yeah, no, I'm actually going to disagree because I'm just going to double down. I at one point in the summer predicted the Broncos to make the Super Bowl. Uh, it has been rough. It has been rough. I did not anticipate the fact that Nathaniel Hackett might not be a good head coach at all. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm willing to get burnt by this. I just think the Broncos eventually are gonna make things right. I think they're a playoff team. I think they can win their division. They have a very favorable schedule post this game, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because, because they, they were a fourth place team last year. Yeah, so I think eventually they, they play other fourth place teams. Eventually, things are gonna be made right. Playing the 49ers this week, you know exactly what you're going to get out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And to be fair, a lot of that has been wins. But Russell Wilson, this team is just too good to fail. You know, the, is Jerry Judy playing? We that is that is still questionable. I do have him in one of my leagues. He is he's concerned, currently currently listed as questionable. So I'm not sure. But I I I'm just gonna, I'm willing to die by this. I'm I think the Broncos eventually are going to start to get things right. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty. You know, Russell Wilson has, has not looked great. Nothing about the team has really looked great so far. Uh, quite a, quite the opposite, matter of fact. But I think eventually this team is going to turn around. I'm going to go with the Broncos there. And then the Monday night football game, which is interesting. Uh, it, it just just for a matter of these two teams aren't good. But, you know, the Cowboys have the biggest fan base in the league. And then you have the Giants who have the opportunity to be 3-0. That's funny. They're going to uh, be the worst 3-0 team in yeah. history. Well, no, because remember well, I mean, the Bears. Remember the, the Bears the, from a few years ago? The Bears, 2018 Dolphins. Yeah. Are, yeah. are they going to be 3-0? They're going to be 3-0. I don't know. Their offensive line, I think. I might want to call a tie like you did earlier. You can call a tie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want to just because, uh, oh, man. It's like. So, I I, I think, you know, um, Brian Dable seems to be a really good head coach this far. He, you know, he, he has his own wheelbarrow. Um, yeah, I mean, but he, he went but, for two instead of fourth and seven. I, I, I got it. But so slightly smaller wheelbarrow, <laughs> uh, but you know, he, he's still going to be just a, a cup, just a cup. He, he needs a cup. Um, but you know, uh, I, I, I feel besides Micah Parsons, that defense is just awful. They um, looked good against the Bengals and the offense looked, if nothing else, efficient, which is I never mean, a word I've ever described about Mike McCarthy led team. That that is also true. I think they're you know playing in the Cooper Cup's hands. They weren't being aggressive. They Cooper just... Cups, Cooper Rush. Imagine, jeez. I mean, they're, they're practically brothers. He just, just walks his out. hair color. You know, he just walk, man. He just walks out in a Cowboys uniform. <laughs> uh, same number. I, I, think. I was just I about to say. <laughs> yeah, I think they have the same number. And there goes our camera. So we are done with that. <laughs> uh, the rest of this will be podcast only. I guess I don't care. Um, but. I'm going to go uh, – I don't want to pick this game. I really don't want to pick this game. This game is just miserable. Um, 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Giants. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yesterday at work, yesterday at work, I uh, uh, my 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 grocery manager Joey is a Giants fan. Every time he sees me, he's like he he just smiles. He's like go Giants. And I, I started I, yesterday. I started singing. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong because the Giants do not belong as a as a two and zero team. But I do think they're. I think I do think they're going to win there. Uh, and that wraps up the week three. Uh, again, this was supposed to be recorded, but my camera just said, well, not really my camera's fault. The socket decided to crap out on me. I don't think there's any other sockets. No, there's not any other plugs within distance that I could really set that up. Donovan's currently searching now. Thank you for anybody listening to this on Spotify. Yeah, you know. Uh, we, well, actually, you know Spotify what? I, actually, you know what I could do? I could I could uh, just put the JK Productions logo as the entire video. Yeah, you know, you could do that as well. Yeah, this um, might get uploaded. Screw it. So I get to be a little more casual in this. I'm going to pick my toes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Basically, don't, you guys, you know, we're going to hold hands for the rest of this. You, guys, these are, these are, uh, you don't get to see. If you, you get these in this, this is, hand, this is contact of the skin. <laughs> uh, um, but, but for the, the last thing, we're going to talk about our fantasy teams. We're going to talk about our fantasy teams. Thank you for everybody watching it on YouTube. Sorry, you guys don't get to see us. And I just looked over my camera because I'm an idiot. <laughs> It's like that's off. I'm still gonna talk to it. Hi. Still gonna talk to you. What's up? You guys don't see me, but it's okay. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about our fantasy teams a little bit because we both we both made some moves. You 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 really trying to make a move? I really try. So yeah, um, you. I'll let you talk about that that trade first. That was so. Woo! Oh, we're gonna talk about what about the mix and trade? Talk about which let's, one? no. Let's talk about let's talk about okay. you and Chris yesterday. So that that just hold debacle. Well, well, let me first start off first by saying there was a there was. You were the second person. Tra- so I was the first person to try to trade with him, but Kyle came in. You're the second. You're the second second accepted deal because. Yes. So the player in question is you were. So you guys are trying to get Stefan Diggs, and I tried too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm just gonna go over to Kyle's uh for one first because that was just wow. Okay, so Kyle was going to acquire Stefan Diggs and David Montgomery for. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please sit down. Uh, Jahan Dotson, Marvin Jones Jr., James Conner, Alexander Madison, Ramondre Stevenson, Marquise Brown. I was driving down Glades Road and I see a notification that says trade accepted. Uh, Team Glizzy and Team Steeler Virginity. And I see David Montgomery and Stephon Diggs. I'm like, what? And I pull it up and I see that. I was like, no, 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 no. We are not we are not doing that. And I made it very quickly clear to everybody in the league that that didn't happen. Honestly, that was kind of an unfair trade just for the mere fact that he got David Montgomery back. If it wasn't for that, I would have called it a more fair trade. Uh, given the fact that he is getting an RB2 uh, or fringe RB1 in James Conner, I do, I do think he finishes between uh, 12 and 15. So fringe RB1, RB2. Uh, he gets Marvin Jones Jr. He's kind of going to be a, a, a fringe flex play, to be quite honest. He's going to – his ceiling is somewhere between 8 and 13 points a game. Uh, James Conner is really the, the kicker here. He or I already said James Conner. Jahan Dotson's the kicker here. Um, you know, he's the third option on his team right now, but that, that those three receivers are all going really, really, you know – uh, well right now and as far as fantasy I mean John Dotson's averaging a little over 15 points a game um, Alexander Madison that's just out of the question that's the stupid uh, Ramondre Stevenson he's not really doing much uh, for the Patriots I mean he's splitting carries yeah. but he's not he's not doing what 
what was really needed. Basically, of him. he's not getting anybody back from that deal that's really going to make much yeah. of an impact on the team. And Marquise Brown, you guys already know, I yeah. I don't like Marquise Brown in fantasy. So tell tell the people what your deal was so instead. My deal was instead. Uh, so I told him because you you know seven player for one player, you're gonna have to drop six. I told him go ahead and give me the six you're gonna drop. Uh, so. Essentially, I'm going to get Kirk Cousins, Stefan Diggs, which is the main person I'm trading for, Melvin Gordon, Jimmy G, uh, MVS, Darnell Mooney, and Hunter Henry. Uh, and Stefan Diggs, of course. And St- I already said Stefan oh, Diggs. Okay, yeah. Hear. So that's like the main it's, – it's all really for Stefan Diggs is what I'm trading him. Yeah. He would have to drop all those players. I basically just wanted first dibs. So what I would give him, starting with Miles Sanders, who is uh, a fringe RB2 flex play, which he needed uh, running back help extremely since I traded Joe Mixon from him. Yeah. Um, I I was giving him T. Higgins, who finished, you know, top top 13 in uh, fantasy points last year uh, for wide receivers. So that wasn't bad. Brandon Ayuk, that's really just banking on his upside with Jimmy G throwing him the ball. He really didn't do much last year, but he was, you know, heavily targeted in, in Jimmy G's, you know, second half there. Uh, so I – I think he's eventually going to be a good receiver, but once again, trading for Stefan Diggs, who already is established. Um, I'm also trading him Chase Edmonds, once again, a flex play. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, kind of flex play, kind of not. It, it, it's, a, it's a wait and see type of thing. Now, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. That would he, help him. That would help him a lot because uh, his current quarterbacks, I already named two of them that he was going to drop, which is Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins. Uh, his other quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has no weapons. It, it's really just like I, I feel like Tua is going to be a lot more reliable for him throughout the season. Is he going to put up 40 point games every week? No, yeah, no, probably not, but um, or most likely not, but you know. Uh, and then the final player uh, that I would give him is Jarvis Landry, who is second in targets on his respected team. Um, not- I thought that, I thought that deal was better. I thought that that deal was better than the one that, that Kyle gave. I was actually texting I'm sorry you last- for your brains, by the way. Yeah, I was actually kind of concerned for you upon yeah. that because you would be so reliant on a handful of guys. You'd be, so, you'd be obviously and those guys are probably yeah. they're, they're good guys to rely on. You have JT, obviously uh, you're going to have uh, uh, so Stephon Diggs. Yeah. But you get so, Justin Herbert and other guys, you have guys that you can rely on, my, my but you lineup. have to have them. Yeah. I, it would basically be, I have a superstar starting lineup, but my bench would pretty much be non-existent. And you're so right, two and flex would be non-existent. My starting, uh, I have like like Jacob mentioned, I have Herbert, I have Jonathan Taylor. I just traded for Joe Mixon. If I made that trade, I would have Stefan Diggs. My wide receiver two at that point would either be Darnell Mooney, Alan Lazard, uh, or Michael Gallup, who I have currently stashed on IR. Um, and then my uh, tight end is Mark Andrews. Tell me that's not like the beginning of a super team. The flex, however, I would go from Miles Sanders uh, to to probably, you know, whoever I don't start at wide receiver two between uh, Lazard uh, and Darnell Mooney. Yeah, but there would be plenty of weeks where you end up having your wide receiver two and your flex combined get you like 10 points. And then when bye weeks start to hit and God forbid injuries, yeah. you're one injury away from – losing a lot of games which is why i wasn't like horribly mad that the trade ended up getting vetoed because i it wasn't because it was a bad trade people just didn't like a seven for seven trade 
it is a lot of people, uh, especially for one person. However, it's a his, lot to handle. So his roster, let, let me just go down his roster real quick. He has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, which you would think, you know, yeah. I'll probably it, I'll probably throw this up on the sh- the screen right now for everybody. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll also probably throw them. I'll like I've probably already thrown up like what the actual trades were, so they can so, see it. So Aaron Aaron Rodgers is his current quarterback. Uh, you know that that's not he he's probably going to be like a QB two. He's not going to he's going to be somewhere in the bottom half this year. His, I, lo- his I love him to death. His team's so the, like you have you have Montgomery and Gibson. Montgomery so. Montgomery and Gibson, so you know nothing when, there. When he, Robbie when Anderson, gets... Kittle's hurt every other week. Mike Williams, like had a great week last week, but week one was a bust. There's not there, there there's not yeah. there. So I understand his desire to go out and blow up his team. I also understand the league's desire to not see that happen because you you, you do that would take you to. It is so boomer bust for you. It is it super is. boomer bust, but it would give me probably the best starting roster in the league. Uh, I mean, and it, I, it's, I was it's close, and I, I was actually uh, almost going to trade for both Nick Chubb and Justin Jefferson. However, how uh, are you gonna get that from Nia? I, that trade was very even that I made. Which that, was what? It was a proposal. So I I said uh, I would give him, he would give me Nick Chubb, Justin Jefferson, and Brandon Cooks uh, for Jonathan Taylor. This is before Nick Chubb went off on Thursday Night Football. And last week, this is before he went off week two. Jeez. So when he had a rough week one, I proposed that he had, I give him Jonathan Taylor, uh, T Higgins, uh, and I believe it was Brandon Ayuk. That would have vetoed. Or no, in Miles 10 Sanders. Seconds. It was Miles Sanders. That would have got vetoed Sanders. in 10 seconds. For, for Nick. Ch- I that would have got, that would have vetoed. I would have vetoed on, that. Not, not, not Kamish vetoed that, but I would have vetoed that. Come on, now. that's horrible. That's not. Horrible. That's that's worse than the deal but, Adam sent me. Well, uh, eh, come on, Adam. Man. Okay, that that is not a horrible. So you got to think that uh, Nick Chubb. He's not. No, gonna, that's horrible. No, come on, that's horrible. Nick, Nick, that Chubb, is, got Nick Chubb is not better than JT in fantasy. But it's ever. It's it's not. It's not a one for one. It's also. Oh my gosh, uh, Justin Jefferson. Okay, so Jeff, Justin Jefferson, who is probably T Higgins, be, Miles Sanders. So you you're talking about. Not even close. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're talking about an average. So for Stefan Diggs, or for Justin Jefferson, he's probably going to average somewhere between 24 to 25 points a game, correct? I, I don't know about average. That's very high for an average. I say probably average closer to 20. Just because right, averaging it versus actual versus scoring, like median, is different. So uh, I, I would say his average is somewhere between 20. Uh, 22 to 24. I believe T. Higgins' average is going to be somewhere between 18 and 20. Miles Sanders' average is going to be somewhere between 13 and 18. If you take away his touchdown from week one, he basically has the same score as in back-to-back weeks, Miles Sanders. So he's, you know, 13 to 18. And, you know, Brandon Cooks at this point in time hasn't really done much uh, in the fantasy season, so I would be buying low on him. Obviously, long term, I win that trade. However, it's not a horrible trade. Like it's, you're, horrible trade. it's not. It's not it's a horrible trade. Like the trade, it's, considering it's that not he, as bad. He needed help at running back. It's not as bad. As, so the deal that Adam sent me, and and we got a. I I'm so mad at him. Like it was disrespectful. Honestly, he was. Let me let me go over to his team if I can try to remember exactly what it was. Uh, actually, no, I do remember what it is. He was going to send me Tyreek Hill, Rashad Bateman. And Antonio Gibson 
for Kamara, Eckler, and St. Brown. Yeah, that was... Why on earth would I accept that? That is a terrible trade. That is the textbook definition of a terrible trade. I'm trading literally, outside Travis Kelsey, my three best players, for Tyreek Hill. Because Antonio Gibson, okay, he's played good so far this year. He's still still Antonio Gibson. Rashad Bateman, I do not trust. Why why would I trust a Ravens receiver at all? Uh, and he's like, and he tries to he tried to sell me on on Rashad Bateman for T Higgins, and I was like, are you nuts? no no? Or he's like, a- Adam has made me mad multiple times. He's, he's told me he told me he's like, I'm taking all the risk by bringing Kamara because he could get suspended. I'm like, you're taking on the risk by taking a first round running back who let's let's be real, his trial is probably not going to take place till March. Exactly after the season's over. So. Oh my gosh! So my my offer to him, I was trying to get Tyreek Hill after week one when he, you know, it was a, it was a decent week. It wasn't you know last yeah. week where he almost had forty. Um, oh, he didn't. I think he had forty two. Exactly. So um, so I offered him. I believe it was T Higgins. Uh, at the time I had Kareem Hunt. Uh, and I added uh Brandon Ayuk and Miles Sanders. Uh, for Tyreek Hill, and we were going to swap Brandon, uh, Mark Andrews and Dallas Goddard. So I was going to trade him uh, at the time, Hunt, Higgins, um, Sanders, and Andrews for Tyreek Hill, Dallas Goddard, uh, George Pickens, and forgot he had a uh, – oh, Antonio Gibson is who it was. And he trade he, – he, uh, he said yes, he, but he said yes, and then he actually proposed that trade because I had proposed something else, and then he came back with that, and I was like, I, I don't know, I got to think about it for a little bit. I thought about it for like ten minutes. I texted you, texted Kyle, and I was like, you know what, I'll take it. He's like, no, I don't want to give you Antonio Gibson. I'll give you Josh Jacobs. Not and I'm like, same. I'm like, it's not the same. I'm like, and I thought about it. A he little does bit that more. though. Like, I, I thought about it a little bit more, and then I'm like. I came back like maybe 20 minutes later and I'm like, all right, let's do that trade. Send it. And, and then he's like, mm, no, uh, I, I like my value of my receivers and I, I think Hill has more value. So then we ended up coming up with a three for three trade where he gets Kareem Hunt, uh, Miles Sanders and T Higgins for uh, Antonio Gibson, Tyree Kill. Uh, and I think we were going to swap. No, it was a three for three. So uh, uh, Sanders wasn't it. It was just Hunt, Higgins, and Andrews for uh, Gibson, Goddard, and uh, and Hill. And I lose that trade. Straight off rip, I lose that trade. And we agreed on that. And then I'm like, well, I want Pickens. Who do you want on my team for Pickens? And I told him straight up, not Ayuk. That is the only person on my team, on my bench, that I will not trade for Pickens. He's like, oh, why well, one Ayuk? I'm like, okay, well, clearly we're not going to agree on this. Let's just do the three for three trade. He's like, no, no, no. Let's let's try to just include it in, in the four. I'm like, dude, let's just do the three, three for three. He's like, nah, we, we can we can figure it out. Let's just you know hold off on doing it until we can figure out who who I want for Pickens. And then we come I come back the next morning and I'm texting him about Pickens and I'm like uh, clearly I'm just gonna wait for you to drop him at this point I because clearly you value him way more than I do I'm not gonna give up Ayuk for Pickens 
And then I'm like, okay, let's just do the three for three. And I, I sent him hit and he's like, nah. Yeah. And, and th- that just really bothers me. He did the same thing so, to me last year. And I was telling you about it earlier and it ended up biting him where he, we had a, we had a deal and Antonio Brown at the time was in the deal. And last minute he changes it to having Chase Claypool on it. I'm like, we can we argue about it a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, fine. If you're going to do that, give me Michael Pittman. And obviously those are my wide receiver one, wide receiver two to through my uh, one or two loss regular season. Exactly. So and, it bit him in the end. So, yeah, but, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's more about the principle of you agree to something, yeah. go out and do it. Especially if you propose the trade, we were on the phone for probably an hour to an hour and a half, just talking about the three for three trade and agreeing on it and you're telling me I wasted an hour and a half of my yeah. life talking on the phone with you to for you to back out of a trade just because we couldn't come up with an agreement for Pickens and like I would have given you Jarvis Landry who at that time had an 18 point week one like yeah he, so I, it, it's, we've been expressing the entire season that he's somebody that is very difficult to, to deal with well, I like think, you said he got burned last year by you with yeah. that Pittman yeah. And, and, and he ended up being the worst team in the league. And he ended up he ended up not winning a game until I think week eleven. What? Are, yeah, second, third, last week of the season. He he was legitimately zero and ten. Um, but now you guys get to play each other this week. And I am hoping to just run over him, Kareem Hunt, who he Did ends up he ends up Kareem he ends up with Kareem Hunt somehow. Um, yeah, there's been so this is the most trades I've ever seen in fantasy in, football. In the first two weeks, and it's, yeah, it was like, this is this is week three, and there's been like fifteen different trades. So uh, I ended up trading. Only two people have not made a deal that I can think of that being Andrew, Andrew and Brandon. Brandon. Uh, and so my trade uh, was, and I sold him. I sold him after the Thursday night game. Mike Williams and Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Hunt was coming off of his really good game week one, and Mike Williams came coming off his really good game week two. I sold him at the perfect time. Uh, I got Joe Mixon. And Alan Lazard, I'm really high on Alan Lazard. I know you're kind of iffy on him. He is not like you know the best flashy receiver. He is the number one receiver who has a rapport with Aaron Rodgers on that team. I feel like he's going to get a lot of targets once he's healthy, fully. He he was playing on a limited uh, basis and still did decently well mm-hmm. uh, last week. I feel like the more that progresses, the better he'll be. Uh, so I, I feel like I won that trade fairly um, fairly easily. There, it's also the same person that I was going to try to trade Stefan Diggs with um that that I did that too um but you know so now going into this matchup against him he ended up so I gave away Kareem Hunt to to Chris and then Chris uh traded Kareem Hunt for Antonio Gibson straight up which um you know it I I don't think that was like a horrible trade I, I thought that was pretty even I, I'm not really high on either of them uh obviously Kareem Hunt uh pretty touchdown dependent at this point um yeah yeah, I mean, he's more the, the the pass catching back on that team. Yeah. Um, and so, like, he, he got some two goal line carries last week and ended up going to the one-yard line and not doing anything. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping to just run over uh, Adam this week. <laughs> but he does have, you know, Josh Allen, uh, Saquon. He has a very good team. He, he like, has Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that that's he has the most and, points in the league right now, and it's actually not even. And close. he somehow, some way, got Curtis Samuel on his team, and that really bothers. He me. has three hundred sixty points through the first two games, 
in second is Brandon with 279. That's I believe I'm third. That is that is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh yes, you're third. I'm third with 259. I'm fourth with 242. Yeah, I didn't have a good I'll give him credit. Week. Like he drafted, he drafted very well. And I gave him some some slack in, in after the draft, but ended up working out. Uh as for my team, I've been made I've made a few trades now too. Uh, didn't get to talk about last last week. Uh, getting Alvin Kamara, like he missed last week, yeah. But I do really think that over the course of the season, like that trade is really going to help my team because he he he'll have a forty seven point game uh, every now and then too. Like we saw we saw he had a six touchdown game a few years ago. So having him and Eckler together, of Monra, my man, yeah, wide you. receiver four. Cortland Sutton came around last week, had himself a 19-point game. Uh, Russell Wilson has found himself on the bench on my team for this week. I'm going to play Mariota instead. Fair enough. He's going uh, against Seattle. Yeah, going against Seattle. I just, man, Russell Wilson, that team as a whole, just I have not liked. And now Russell Wilson's like quarterback 18, Mariota's quarterback 12. I'm, I think Mariota has a baby Jalen Hurts type season where it's like he's not quite Jalen Hurts. Like we saw last week, Jalen Hurts. Do you want to what do you want? Because, <laughs> I mean, Pierce. I'm... Pierce. Huh? Pierce. Straight up? I'll think about that. Um, I'll think... Oof. But the, you make <laughs> no running backs. I mean, um, I'll give you Edmonds if you throw in uh, Thielen. We have a... We have Making a, trades on air. Look at this. I can't I can't process it because I'm just thinking so much uh so much so we, yeah I'm sorry for what was the other what was the other like we talked about Eckler so we talked about me trading you JT T Higgins <sighs> and I believe it was Miles Sanders uh for sure. Austin Eckler uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Damian Pierce. I don't think I could do that. I it's it's pretty rough for both of us to, to be quite honest because I'd be downgrading to Eckler. But I'd be upgrading uh, to a Monra. So uh, you be- swap a Monra for Cortland Sun, you have yourself a deal. I'll swap uh I'll swap a um Sutton. if you swap sudden, then I swap to uh Landry. Shut up. I'm close. Uh I mean it is it is a even trade, but we're both kind of just scared to make that one. Um depending on how my quarterbacks, I mean, depending on how Mariota plays this week or Russ plays this week, I might end up hitting your line about Tua. And also, guys, depending on how Tua plays this week. Um mm-hmm. But I like, I like where my team's going, and also over in the public league, just got Derrick Henry for uh, James Conner and Garrett Wilson. And it I think you overpaid, quite honestly. I know you're not high on Conner. I um, think I do too, but I'm, I'm also like kind of immediately trying to flip him. Like, like there was that deal with Manon where it felt obviously I, I didn't end up doing it, but I could have gotten Kamara, Tyreek Hill, and Goddard, and it's still available to me. Like he sent me the deal, so like I have it right here. If I wanted to, accept. he 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 sends me Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, and Dallas Goddard. I send him Derek Henry, Mark Andrews, and Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has been who I thought he has been, or he would be. I, I think he's played better than I thought he would play. Um, but Tyreek Hill, like that. Yeah, but so Tyreek Hill and Alvin Kamara, like I, I'm getting I'm getting Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, who I'd rather have over Derek Henry, Christian Kirk. It is Mark so, Andrews that really bites to give up. That that get, is get, also the thing. And then, Dallas Goddard, but I, also I, and I, you guys I would then be stacking. Think. I would then be stacking Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. That is true. However, you also have to think about the fact uh, that you, take away the fact that you're a Dolphin fan. Think about Tyreek Hill as a fantasy player outside last week. He what had is a, he going to be? He had he had a good week one. 
where he was the priority and and Waddle took kind of a little bit of a back seat. But clearly Waddle's the favorite in the red zone. And I mean that that's I don't think that's arguable. Yeah. Right. Um and you know what is uh, like outside it, of those it, outside it, of the hundred yards he had in those two touchdowns. If you, look a, at the, if you look at the first three quarters, Waddle out targeted him by a whole lot. He wasn't really targeted until the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's only a one week basis. I mean, given they both ended up with 19 targets, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, but, well, the running game was something Kyle and I were actually talking about yesterday was the running game for the Dolphins is in a pretty bad spot. So it might happen for the Seal Fishing. And Kyle was like, you can't win that way. I'm like, in a football sense, I agree, but in a fantasy sense, it doesn't matter because if it's working, the team might just stick with it. Not, not, and it's kind of the, it, all, all fantasy cares about is stats. Yeah. It not cares about a way to wins, play style, scheme, this, that, and the other. It cares about stats. And currently, the stats show that the Dolphins throw the ball a lot and they throw the ball a lot to two dudes mm-hmm. and really nobody else. Either of those guys on your team. Yeah, Cedric Wilson's kind of been like. Un- yeah, but he's wide receiver three. It doesn't. It- yeah, but you know, I expected him to get the ball a little bit more, especially with how much they're going to be covering Waddle. And-, and also, just listen, let's listen to this team out loud: Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, then Tyreek Hill, Cortland Sutton, and then obviously I would have Goddard, and then probably Hollywood. I still have Chase Edmonds on my bench. I still yeah, have Jesse Wilson on my bench. Think of how this sounds. Think of how this sounds here. What sounds better? Hertz, Taylor, and Henry, who I think is actually he's I don't think he's gonna be as good as Kamara. However, I still think, you know, he he falls back a little bit. Um Sun and Christian Kirk. I mean, it's obviously not as sexy. It's not as, sexy, I, but it's been putting up points. Kirk has been putting up points and it's been really quiet because I mean it is the Jaguars. And then you have Mark Mother Andrews. Yeah. I mean the I'm a Dolphin fan first and foremost, but when I was like watching him tear up the Dolphins defense almost solely, I was kind of like wide receiver or tight end number one last year too. Yeah, and I I, I was kind of like, you know what? If the Dolphins are gonna lose this, at least Mark Andrews did good. Well, yeah, because you also have him. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. So but Mark Andrews against, you know, uh, given the Dolphins secondary is a little bit beat up. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews did really well. He had seven targets week one. He had seven catches week two. Yeah. I mean, that is Lamar by I'm far's very, favorite. Target. I will say, I'm not in a position to need to make – like, Greg, we are talking about Chris. He's pretty much in a position where he has to make something happen because he has yeah. digs and then nothing else. These two leagues, my teams are very strong. I just I, – I, I build my team through traits. We saw last year the team I drafted versus the team at the end of the season only had, like, two guys in it from the beginning of the season, and I ended up being the number one seed. I do trades, and I've made a few. I like where my teams are at. I just I just have that – I'm not – I'm never satisfied. I want to – I want more because, I, I, I mean, the goal is to win the championship. It's easier to make the playoffs this year, you know, with six wins. So it's not a matter of that. It's just a matter of – I just – I want the I want the best team in the league. And I'm willing to – I'm willing to, like, you know, throw some value in there and, you know, make some questionable moves – if, if at the end of the day you look at my starting lineup and be like, okay, that's the best starting lineup in the league. Because once yeah. bye weeks are gone, all that matters is, is team on team, who has the best team. But once again, what happens with injuries? Yeah. Kamara's already missed a game. Okay, listen, mister, I'm just going to trade away 17 players. Listen, I'm using your own argument against you now. Okay, but what I did was I traded really three or four guys to get two guys back. 
You traded seven to get one. But you got to think also if Mooney ends up working out, that I, that would have been really good for me. He was going to drop. Was Mooney. Mooney even in the deal? Mooney was in the. He was going to drop Mooney. So he told me Mooney, and uh, I also got Melvin Gordon, who I you know he still splits carries with Javante. I think that'll eventually go away, but that'll be serviceable through buying. Jeez, weeks. Mooney wasn't the deal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right, you so, either, okay, let's be real though. You're you're you're. That was the most extreme definition of going all in and putting your chips all in. It one hundred percent. It was, but you know what? If it worked out, whew, best team in yes. the league by far. It does. Uh, best team in the league, though. As much as we hate to hit, I have to admit it. I'm, it about, is Adam. I'm about to stomp on that team. I, I don't care. Let's look his at, are, his running backs are his biggest question, given he does have the top two top five wide receivers right now. He's currently an eight point projected favorite. Let's see, uh, I think I have the biggest. I'm like a. I'm like a 20-point favorite. I'm a 20-point favorite of Marcel. When Najee Harris got credited with the fumble yesterday, I realized it took me like a few minutes to realize it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's negative Marcelo. two fantasy points. <laughs> Marcelo is gonna be Marcelo is gonna find himself in Did anybody Indies. start the Browns defense? Uh probably not. Uh no. 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 Steelers had one point. Tyrell with friggin' uh Mari Cooper on his bench because of Gary Wilson. Points, yeah. I almost got him too. I I, I rejected the trade. Well, I so I had a deal with Tyrell that I elected to not do. It was Leonard Fournette and Amari Cooper for Darrell Henderson at post week one. Darrell Henderson and Aaron Jones. I elected to go with the deal I made with Joe for Kamara. We'll see over the long run how that plays out. I could have done that. Hindsight so is a beautiful thing. I'm still very content with my team. I currently have AJ Dillon as my flex. But I, uh, I have options. I have I have Thielen. I have Alave. I have Pierce. I have Juju. I have more depth now because I, yesterday also I uh, last time I'm talk we'll talk about here trade away Allen Robinson for a little bit more of depth. That's I don't yeah. I don't really like depth trades because at the end of the day players on your bench don't yeah. get you points. So I, I but did I, my backup my my best my running back on my bench before that deal was Isaiah Pacheco. Exactly. So By you, that, I mean, had, he's my only. And and, and AJ Dillon, I and also I, I have Dodger Hilliard in my I, I know I know you're high on AJ Dillon. However, I think that week one was kind of a fluke. I don't. I I think so. So Aaron Jones averaged nine yards a carry, but didn't get the rock in week one. He got the rock in week two. Uh, I and actually, he, uh, a, uh, Dylan had more carries. He, he had he, more he touches did. against Chicago than he did Minnesota. Really? Yeah. He had 19 touches against Chicago. So I read the play sheet wrong. He had 15 touches against Minnesota. 19. Okay, but how much did Aaron Jones have? I couldn't tell you. But Aaron Jones did go off. Um. So, but still, I'm I'm just not that sold on AJ Dillon. Um, I did a similar death trade. Uh, so as some of you know, like I said, I stashed both Michael Gallup and Brian Robinson. Yes. The guy who got shot, um, uh, on, on my IR, we have two IR slots. Mm-hmm. That's a little weird. I know, but you know, whatever. Hey, I'm um, I know it's a little weird as you're talking to the guy who made that happen. I, I asked you to make it happen. So it's a little weird for people who use standard yeah. fantasy leagues. Yeah. So um, so I have Michael Gallup obviously coming off of IR. I needed to open up a spot. So I, I traded Ramondre Stevenson and Marvin Jones Jr. And I believe someone else, someone trash, uh, for uh, Chase Edmonds and someone Kyle trash. Phillips. I mean, Kyle I have Phillips. I mean, he had a good week one. Um, Ten points. 
target share though. He had like a lot. 11 targets or something. It's the Tennessee Titans receiver. I, I got that. I got that. But I gave up Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones Jr. had seven targets in both of his first games. Um, I feel like I have also Zay Jones, so I kept the better of the two receivers on Jacksonville. So there's that. And then Ramondre Stevenson. Better than I, two backups, you mean. Uh, they're still getting a lot of targets. Christian so, Kirk is wide receiver seven. 100%. So obviously. better than two backups. Well, yeah, he's their backup, but so is T. Higgins. Uh, that's probably a bad, you know, scenario there. But you, you get my point is that they can be, you know, T. Higgins. Yeah. They, probably a little bit worse because they don't have, you know, Burrow. They have T. Law, but, um, but still, you 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 grasp my point. Ooh, uh, Sammy Watkins breaking news is gonna be out against Tampa or against Tampa Bay. Alan Lazard, baby, I'm starting him. Actually, I can't start him. Well, who should I start Lazard over Ayuk? Because I'm not I'm not benching Sanders. Neither is really good. Hmm? Neither is really good. Yeah, the T Higgins about to go off against the Jets. So is Mixon though. He might. He might. All right, we're gonna call it there. My laptop's yeah. actually uh, dying, uh, and you guys didn't get to see that whole last part at all. Uh, but thank you everybody tuning in today. This is another uh, excellent edition of JK Productions. Thank you for all tuning in here on Spotify. Uh, thank you for everybody watching on YouTube. Sorry for the the last bit. If you guys do end up watching on YouTube, if anybody's actually listening to this point at all, uh, just text me the word taco. Um, <laughs> thank you all for uh, for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Donovan, for joining me as always. Of course. Uh, we'll be back on here on Monday to talk about all the week three action. So thank you all for tuning in. We will see we will see you back up in here. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> we will we will see you, Donovan, probably back in here next Friday. We'll hopefully be seeing Joe in here also. And again, just try to figure out how hopefully I'll be able to brag to his face how we didn't get stomped on. And how the Jets did. And how the Jets did. That would be, you know, yes. that would make my week. It would. But uh thank you all for tuning in. Take care everybody. All right.